This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. A well-crafted message tricked an RSA employee into opening a phishing email that launched a sophisticated attack on the company's information systems. And the list of big-name corporations and brands affected by the Epsilon email breach tops 100. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the Editor's Choice for the month of April. A well-crafted email with the subject line, 2011 Recruitment Plan, tricked an RSA employee into opening a malicious email that led to a sophisticated attack on the company's information systems. An Excel spreadsheet attached to the fishy email contained a zero-day exploit that led to the installation of a backdoor virus that exploited an Adobe Flash vulnerability, which Adobe has since patched. RSA on March 17th revealed that an attacker targeted its Secure ID two-factor authentication product in what it termed an advanced persistent threat breach, a sophisticated and clandestine means to gain continual persistent intelligence on a group such as a nation or corporation. An analysis of the breach determined that the attacker sent two different phishing emails over a two-day period to two small groups of RSA employees. Once inside, the attacker sought out employees with greater access to sensitive information. RSA says the attacker initially harvested access credentials from the compromised employee and performed privilege escalation on non-administrative users in the targeted systems, and then moved on to gain access to higher value targets, which included process experts as well as IT and non-IT server administrators. Now after this short break, I'll be right back with more news highlights from our month. Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the BankInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit BankInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Epsilon, an online marketing unit of Alliance Data Systems Corporation, announced on April 1 that an outside intrusion had hacked into some of its customer files. Epsilon sends email campaigns and offers to consumers who register for a company's website or who give their email addresses while shopping. Epsilon sends more than 40 billion emails annually and also runs loyalty programs for Citi and Chase credit card users. The list of companies and brands affected by the Epsilon breach continues to grow. As of April 18th, 112 companies and brands had reportedly been hit. Epsilon's databases house consumer information cybercriminals could use for targeted phishing attacks, better known as spear phishing. But experts say banks and retailers are doing all they can to control consumer concerns in the aftermath of the breach. Communicating with consumers about the incident and warning them not to click links in phishing emails are all institutions and companies really can do, says Jeremiah Grossman, Chief Technology Officer of White Hat Security. Financial institutions should be moving down the path of authenticating transactions, such as back-end fraud monitoring, rather than authenticating the identity of a person. Financial institutions should assume the customer's computer or account is compromised and implement ways to continue business. And we wrap up the month with a payments fraud update from banking regulator Gigi Hyland, who says expected changes to the FFIAC's online authentication guidance could be released any day. Hyland, a board member of the National Credit Union Administration, says ACH fraud and online cyber attacks are escalating, 
and credit unions and other financial institutions must do as much as they can to ensure appropriate internal controls are put in place to avert the risk of fraud. Here is Gigi Highland. It's really meant to be an update, a supplement to to reinforce the 2005 guidance um, that was offered in terms of the risk management framework that was provided back in 2005. And I think to also update the FFIC agency's expectations regarding customer authentication and layered security and other controls to effectively control and mitigate the risk posed not only by fraudsters but, but also by cyber criminals. Uh, so I, I think it will be an important update, again, given the dynamic um, uh, fluidity of the change in this area and trying to keep up, essentially, with all of the, the um, cybersecurity threats that are posed to financial institutions. That's the Editor's Choice for the month of April. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great month. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.